queens take over here for changing the game. All female ass kickers giving lumps to you lames. Carolina boss lady giving orders cause she run it like a freaking assassin. You won't even see it coming. Got the Texas sports queen repping Houston for days. She's the voice of freaking reason. Keep you stupid at bay. And lastly, it's the Jester Delaware is a home. Talking crap to Jolie, your brains might get blown. And you know Kat and Kayla both the rep in the South. So you ever disrespect, you might get smacked in the mouth. Three women, one vision, podcast with a mission. Leaving haters so pissed, they be stumbling and tripping. Trust me when I tell you, you don't want that smoke. All female trio will make you lose that hope. It's time, so turn it up, let's get ready to go. It's the Queen's Takeover, ladies, start that show. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. All right, so this is going to be our last recording for the year. And of course, we do want to end the year with giving out our awards for the best wrestlers, tag team moments, matches, and just returns. And so we just want to take this last episode to celebrate the year. But of course, you know us, we got to get some roastings out of the way because people have pissed us off. So, Kayla, I'm going to start with you. You said you ha- you had one roasting you needed to get out of the way. Yeah, um, they always seem to do their bullcrap, and then they get quiet again, and then they're popping back up, like, you know, just running their mouth. Um, I swear, I think they got tabs on our podcast sometimes, because it's like... When you don't mention job alerts, they automatically pop up. Um, but I'm going to basically just state a tweet before I jump into it. Not too long ago, they were complaining that Carrion Cross wasn't being used. Okay. And they're saying, um, and it just hit me, the, this tweet and a comment they made just hits me the wrong way. Um, so it's like, they're just basically, I don't know. I'm just so close to blocking Jobber Knocker, or they can do me the honor of blocking me at Writer Chaos. Do it. I don't care. They posted a tweet. Putting the authors of Pain with Carrion Cross was a terrible idea. And then they said, AOP are fucking terrible, and putting them with Cross is going to make it even worse. Okay. I liked, um, dude, seriously, you. Have nothing else good to say about any of the wrestlers on the roster, and it's aggravating me. Okay, you may not like Cross, you may not like AOP, but the fact that we're getting AOP and Paul Elring back, and they're putting them with two of the darkest wrestlers on SmackDown is going to make things even better. And I believe it's, I'm excited for this. And um, so, y'all, if you don't have anything negative, if you have nothing but negative shit to say, can you just like delete your post, your podcast, and just get away? Because I'm trying to make positive stuff here, and you don't make it positive. You're always roasting somebody. You've roasted Sasha Banks before. You've um, you know, talked trash about Mia Yim. You talk trash about everybody just because you think they're they're not winning matches and stuff. You know, this is maybe might be a, a good way of um pushing carrying cross to the top, and I am one hundred percent all for it. And having the likes of AOP um, in their corner 
along with Paul Elring, is going to make things even better. Yes, I admit when AOP came to the main roster, the probably some of their best work they did was with Seth Rollins and Buddy Matthews or Buddy Murphy, whatever you want to call them. I enjoyed that. And then they kind of just died out until they got released. And guess what? Obviously, they see a second chance in them because they're bringing them back. They brought them back and they're teaming up with somebody else that Triple H hasn't given up on. So unless you have something positive to say about the wrestling community, get yourself out of the wrestling community. And yes, I'll be yelling and cussing your ass out right now, but I'm just not in the mood to cuss you out. But I just want to keep your keep negative stuff out of your mouth. Because honestly, if you ever reach out to the Queen's Takeover, I hope damn well Cat says yes, you can come on because I'm going to tell you right now, you'll probably leave midstream because you couldn't handle the three of us. Just saying. And I hope Bitch, you have I'll make them cry. Yes, like she said, she'll make them cry. <laughs> and I hope you have a, if you're listening to this, I hope you have a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And we'll see if you make it to the end of the year of not being blocked. Bye. All right, jobber knockers. I'm I'm scrolling through your Twitter feed right now. Uh, oh, five, no. five days ago, taking the temperature of the room. Dot dot dot. Is Becky Lynch still the biggest money maker for WWE? God. <laughs> oh, Ray, uh, Ray, Ray of the JK replied. Overall, I'd say no, but she's probably the biggest female draw right now. What about Rhea and Charlotte? I think. Becky is bigger than Charlotte, but Rhea is a different story. Could be close. All right. Let's 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 get the elephant out of the room on this one because you know what, boys? And I'm gonna call you boys because there's no way in fucking hell you're men because your dicks are so small they resemble pretzel sticks. <laughs> and I'm not and I'm not even talking about the good pretzel sticks. No, no, no. I'm talking about the dollar store brand that are always broken in half and taste like complete and utter fucking sawdust. Becky Lynch is a draw. You heard the reaction she got when she jumped into that ring before Survivor Series, joining Team Bianca on SmackDown. Oh, yeah, I lost her. Her book is already, I think, has a a lot of, I don't know the exact number of pre-orders, but has a lot more pre-orders than uh, a lot of things that are coming out right now. She is still a draw. People want to see her. Is she taking some time off here and there? Yeah, sure. She's a fucking mom. She's allowed to take time off. She's put her body through war. More times than I bet you guys have even wiped your own ass. You guys be rate, be little, and look down on anybody and everybody that isn't somebody that you like. Like reading back, oh, I love when Roman Reigns is on the. No, that's when I know I can fast forward for four and a half minutes. If you're fast forwarding through any bloodline material, you are a fucking moron because of the fact that that is one of the biggest storylines because we know it's going to come to a close. And yeah, they're teasing that, oh, he could break, beat Hogan's record, beat this, beat that. No, 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 no. It's coming to a close this is they know when to close the chapter on this and i'm pretty sure it's happening at wrestlemania 40 night two with cody versus roman and the bloodline completely implodes because he's named solo the tribal chief to take over so i i see that causing a lot of dysfunction at that 
point in time. There's no way in hell it is going past that. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But feeling the temperature of the fan base and the temperature of everything else, it's the perfect time to pull the trigger and shoot. But on a carrying cross, and I've actually seen somebody else saying something that there's no way in hell that WWE knows how to do long-term storyline, yada, yada, yada. You know, this is just all bullshit. You know, Cross lost these these feuds on purpose. But Cross is a fucking genius. I'm going to step away from his political and personal beliefs because he and I disagree on many of things. But as an athlete and as a story creator and a, and a content creator for the WWE, he is creating long-term storylines. And it started with the bloodline. It all started with that sand clock and everything else is imploding around him. And Kayla, when did that actually happen? When did the sand clock come into effect? Was that uh, after WrestleMania? Oh, where he turned it on the bloodline? Yes. No, ma'am. That happened. Let me get the correct date. That time clock was turned on August 5th. 2022 his return on smackdown in greenville south carolina the one that i was in the hotel room screaming when that music hit so it's been it'll probably be a year and a half by the time it gets to wrestlemania 2024 so but during that time we've seen the implosion of the bloodline we've seen drew mcintyre go completely mental we've seen Shinsuke Nakamura go completely mental. Hell, we're seeing AJ Styles going completely mental. Dark side. So the infection of the clock is absolutely brilliant because time is endless. And if you can't comprehend that and you can't understand that, Number one, you don't understand Triple H because I'm pretty damn sure that this was all. Yes, Kayla, we see your Time's Up t-shirt. Stop brushing it off like you knew this was coming. No, no, but... no, no, for real. I just gave the dogs a bath and I got all the dog fur on me. That's what I was doing. I didn't realize it was that furry. But yeah, I do have um, Time's Up TikTok shirt on the hourglass on, obviously. So, <laughs> but, but Triple H knows about long-term storylines. Triple yeah. H and Shawn Michaels know this. And it's just amazing to see how this is all progressed. And I've seen fans get frustrated. But here's the funny thing. I'm seeing not fans of Cross being intrigued. I am seeing people who are just like, eh, uh, hmm. I, do, I don't really rock with Cross, but this storyline. Oh, and they're bringing back AOP with possibly Paul? Okay. Okay. And when that happens, unfortunately, that's not going to be until next year. Most likely at, or actually might happen to even happen on New Year's Eve. Who knows? But it's just, people have to understand. Number one, Triple H has been trying to undo a lot of wrongs that have been done by Vince. And by um, Johnny Ace. 
and people just don't understand. Like what's coming out right now with Samantha Irving. They're saying, well, they don't want her doing Chelsea Green's thing, yada, yada, yada. And then you've got Ricochet saying, can you guys just shut the fuck up and let the storyline play out? I didn't see that one. Well, he's basically, he didn't say, I'm just paraphrasing, you know, but you could tell like, you know, he's like, you know, why do you guys take everything? So, you know, you need to let things play out. And that's, I think the one thing, and I hate saying this, this is the one thing that has happened because of AEW is that people want everything now, 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 now. And WWE is like, no, we want to build these storylines up. And now they're like, you know, one thing that, I just, you know, it's been baffling with like AEW, like their storylines are all over the place. And because, I mean, you've got so much going on over there, but like right now it's like, I want storylines. If AEW had proper, good storylines, maybe I'd be intrigued. Most likely not because Tony Khan's a cokehead and an idiot. And that's for a whole nother episode, but they're not the the storylines for what intrigues me. Again, as somebody who is only really invested in Cross because of you, Kayla, I'm now invested in the storyline. Plus, Paul Elring is one of the creepiest motherfuckers to ever, you know, be a manager for somebody. You're muted. Of course I am. Uh, um, No, for real, the debut AOP and Paul Elring is supposed to be coming to Friday Night Smackdown January 1st, 2024. First Smackdown of the new year. Okay. Yeah, okay. New Year's Revolution. Okay. <clears throat> I saw so, that yesterday, so. But still, like, I mean, it's it's intriguing. Like, and that's somebody that, that I follow is like, you know, like, I care about Karrion Cross right now? Me? And that's, that's what brings people back to or- organization. That's what brings people back. And people like you, jobber knocker, dumb fucks, 2023 y'all just need to realize that shit has to play out and y'all have the worst takes I've ever seen and I've read some of uh, fucking Cornette shit and I've read some of uh, Russo shit and they make they make you look like you need to be in a fucking mental institution with the shit that you fucking say so again it is now 12 24 2023 at 12 50 p.m the jester is graciously extending an offer for you to join our show how about you put your big boy pants on i mean i know that you know you have to get the 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 cute tidy whities with the tyrannosaurus rexes on them you know you have to make sure you match um and why don't you just put on your big boy tidy whities tie up your shoes real tight, and, and you no know, shine up your mics so I can make you shove them up your ass as I put your asses down. Because your takes are like hot garbage that need to be taken to the curb and put into the dump. Merry Christmas and fuck you. Yeah, it's like, I keep seeing it, like... Uh, after the second video with like AOP and everyone's like started dogging like the whole mashup and everything like that, I'm like going, damn, give this shit a chance. And it's like we've been hearing stuff that it's like uh bringing back cross, pushing cross again and everything, and then like the two come. I it's like I put it's like I put on Twitter like responded to a post and everything. I was like going, 
people have their doubts, but I'm intrigued to see where this goes. And it's just like the dark and the the dark and the strong combined and everything with both of them. And you got you got Scarlet and, and Paul on the outside, like causing havoc on their own, because we all know Scarlet can cause havoc, but just by herself and everything. So it's just like it's like definitely Jolie's Jolie is right about like Triple H and HBK and everything. You gotta people need to let stuff play out because it's like Kayla, you've been saying this from the beginning. Ever since ever since their return, it's just like yeah, Cross has taken a lot of losses, but with the hourglass, him and Scarlet have been screwing with a lot of people and just turning them dark and twisted and and AJ just being the latest. And so it's like people just need to shut the hell up and see what the hell's going on. They do. Like I said, as a huge fan of the cross, you know, it is frustrating. But then like someone started pointing it out, think about it. You know, his return, what happened? He turned the hour Scarlet turned the hourglass on him and cross is like you know, with his clock saying time's up. Look what happened with Roman. Look what's crashing down. Everything's crashing down below him. You know, mm-hmm. everybody that he's going up against has, you know, how he said he took Nakamura's honor. He took um, McIntyre's uh, temper, you know, and just different things. And it's panning out. And then the fact you're bringing AOP um, Friday night, I mean, I already knew it was pre-recorded, but I didn't hear any, um, I didn't see or hear any, um, you know, spoilers, but, you know, being out of town, you know, for my uncle's funeral, um, Friday night, I, you know, I, I knew SmackDown was on, I turned it on, and it was just like, okay, I'll stay awake. Obviously, I think the last thing I remember was EO and Asuka getting attacked by Isla Dawn and Alba Fire, so that was the last thing I remember, and then it was on Twitter, and then the fact they previewed another video of cross and then the fact that it has scarlet at the end with her hands on her head just screaming which he was even more i'm like okay and then the fact the video came out and it clear point you know i saw it from the very first one that now that we're seeing it i am you know excited to see where this goes and you know i can't wait for it so um just give it a chance don't knock it till you try it people i mean everyone's got to try something new and you know i saw something saying I don't know how true it is, but I saw something that by the end of 2024, um, cross my view, United States title and AOP might be your tag titles. And, you know, I'll be all for it because technically they, I don't even think they got the tag titles on the main roster. Did they? Mm-hmm. Did they? Not that I, not that I remember. I don't remember. They were supposed they... to, they were supposed to, but he got hurt. Okay, that's right. I knew they had an NXT, but not okay. when they were when they were with um, Seth and Buddy in the whole Messiah thing. They were actually supposed to be for it, but I think Occam got hurt, and then they got let go, right. unfortunately, because of like the whole. COVID oh, okay, that's shit. right, that's right, that's right. But hey, I'm um, all for it. You know, going back on storylines, and I was like reading on somebody else's. Not it wasn't Jobberknocker, it was like Jobber Nation. Mm-hmm. They brought up something kind of interesting because one thing that I've seen floating around is that tweet from Keith Lee back when they changed Walter's name to Gunther. Yeah. And and it's like, you know, he knocked what they did with him and and look at Gunther now. And his biggest 
I'm not knocking Keith Lee. I love Keith Lee, but one of the things that apparently he was bitching about or brought up about was, you know, Vince wanted him to get in better shape, lose weight, you know, and now he's playing Santa on AEW. It's like, you know, they're not doing anything with him over there. And like with the storylines, what happened with him and Keith, uh, uh, Keith and, and Swerve? Was that ever finished? Did that ever get done? Or did it just um, go go away right. because not really? I mean, you could probably throw them in a feud again just to you know to end it, but no, it's still tension still there. So again, they they just let a storyline go, which would have had a lot more implications, in my opinion. Like if they had it go to full force, because you could have then had, you know, even if Swerve won or lost that feud you could have had Keith say look I took him to the limit I deserve to be in the the hunt for the title now too you know it's just it's really weird over there and the fact that they're basically firing or she's not re-signing or they didn't re-sign uh one of the Bucks wives that used to run their uh merch was really fucking weird yeah um, I got one more person to basically call out Oh, shit. Okay. Night wrestling. It made me think about it. Um, To the jackass on TikTok. I don't remember your username. You got called out by several people. TMZ posted the um, article of BJ Carter, Billy, Billy, um, whatever, BJ Carter of Nick Carter and Aaron Carter's sister passing away. Um, They have not stated what it was. However, the jackass commented on the comments saying, oh, we got rid of his sister Leslie, we got rid of BJ, and we got rid of Aaron last year, now it's Nick's turn. Jackass, that is nothing to wish death on anybody. Um, I'm going to be honest with you completely. Yes, I met Nick back in July, and you know he was so much for his fans and everything, and overheard somebody bring up Aaron in the line, and he tried so hard to hold those tears back. And they had a horrible relationship that they were trying to build. And, you know, and I think he felt bad. It wasn't where the relationship should have been. So, God, that dude just needed to shut up because that's not something you say. Because I'm going to tell you right now, it broke our hearts, you know, when his sister Leslie died. Um, It broke our hearts when Aaron Carter died. And, you know, honestly, it broke my heart when I found out about BJ because... I just leaves Nick and Aaron's twin sister Angel left, and um, and then I know the day it's going to happen that when you know Nick Carter as a huge bastard boy fan, it's going to happen eventually, and we're going to have to live with that. I don't, you know, but I'm never, I don't care. I've said it several times. I'm not going to wish death on anybody. I don't care if you're my worst enemy, and like I said before, you know, tomorrow's not promised. You don't know what's happening. But wishing death for someone like that, that irritated me. And the fact that people literally called him out left and right. And I understood he just turned around and started blocking people because he says, well, you know I'm right. No, you're not right. You're not right. And someone just said something in the comments saying, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if it's not his mom next with much children she's losing of a heartbreak. Which, that wasn't too hard, but that hurts right there a lot too. Um... But people just need to learn when to say something. People need not to learn when to say something because that just aggravates the hell out of people. But that guy that just said now it's Nick's turn just aggravated me. You know, just, no. And just, 
sucks. It hurts. Death sucks. Trust me, I just said goodbye to my uncle this past weekend that was close to me when I was a kid. And I've lost all my grandparents. It sucks. That's nothing to play around with. And I see that Joel, little... Joel, you want to add anything real quick? About this or about anything? About that. Uh, as somebody who has uh, experienced the massacre of Pulse Nice Club, Pulse Night Club, and had many people wish death on every gay person, you, sir, can kindly go fucking jump off a bridge. I'm not wishing death on you. I'm just wishing you pain and suffering. You don't wish that. You, you never wish that. I tell that to my mom all the time when she wishes on certain people. I said, we don't, we don't want that. We just want them to have pain and suffering. However that is, because that's, that's the punishment they deserve. And they, they deserve all the fucking pain and, and punishment for that. And to wish for somebody to, to be next to die. No. Again, I've, I'm, I know too many people that have to deal with that shit on a daily basis. You, sir, are fucking scum, and you deserve all the pain and suffering that is coming your way. I hope somebody shoves a Christmas tree up your ass. Not not a branch. No, no. I want you to get the full pine-fresh colonoscopy with the star included. All the lights all the ornaments and then they just rip it out no pain medication no propofol to put your ass out no sweetheart you get to be awake for it and it's not going to kill you no but don't worry when you shit you're going to shit out pine needles and pine saw have a nice christmas you fucking douchebag Okay, it takes a lot to get me irritated and ranting on the show because out of the three of us, I think I rant the least and everything. But to hear something like that, wishing death on anybody is absolutely fucking ridiculous and inhumane. I mean, of course, I mean, it's like, like, like Kayla said, I mean, like Kayla said, it's like, I've lost, like, I've lost like grandparents and everything, but hey, asshole. What if somebody was saying this about your immediate family, your mom, your dad, brothers, sisters? I don't know anything about your home life, but what if somebody was saying that about your immediate family? And I take comments like this extremely seriously because it's like, hey, I lost my mother. 2012. It's been, it's been 11 years and everything, but I lost her unexpectedly. I can't get her back. And so do I wish, and of course, that's like, I love my ass mom to death and everything, but of course it's like I wish. I mean, I want. I wish my mother was still here with me. And just to hear the shitty comments about you wishing death on anybody is utterly ridiculous. Because how would you feel if somebody came after your whole fucking family like that? Shut the fuck up! You don't know what the hell's going on, and just live your life and stop saying stupid ass comments like that. Have a nice life. Fuck off. Oh. <sighs> Give that rant a seven out of ten. What? 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 I, I I didn't hear the first part. Seven out of ten. Yeah, I give it a seven. It could add a couple more f bombs, or you could have called him a cunt, and that would have bumped it up. Uh, 
Because that's exactly what the fuck he is. He's a fucking great cunt who deserves nothing but an ass full of coal. Yeah, I'm not one for saying cunt too much and everything. Oh, I am. It's my favorite fucking swear word. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) All right. Jolie, do you have any roasting before we get to these awards? Fucking Bryant. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let's yeah, let's take care of You misogynistic piece of shit. Quote unquote certain women I don't talk to about football, a man's game. Bitch, please. I know women who could outschool you, outrun you, outjuke you, and put you on your motherfucking ass because you're nothing but a fucking piece of walking, talking shit who beat the shit out of his own motherfucking mother. So you, sir, are a right fucking cunt. Have a nice fucking day. And from somebody from Jerry's role, please put this man back in the geriatric war where he fucking belongs because he is Mr. Irrelevant and deserves nothing but fucking trash. That is all. Oh, and coming from Kay? Coming from Mama Kay? You motherfucker. No, 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 dog. You fucked up. So don't ever step your fucking foot in Philly, bro. You don't come for somebody who is one of the nicest people on Twitter and the Philadelphia Twitter side. Nah, bro. Because she called you out on your misogynist saying this ain't it. Nah, dog. You are nothing but a walking, talking piece of shit. Jerry World, get your mans. Oh, and on that note, let's uh, let's liven up the front. Let's liven up the show. Let's end this on a positive note and everything. We got to get some good feelings going about here. So, our end of the year awards. Let's Let's celebrate this year. All right. So, Kayla, let's start with Newcomer of the Year. As in? Like, who debuted and, like, showed out this whole year? Uh, I guess I'm going to stick out to who I said before. Um, When we originally began the year, that they literally showed up, broke out. So they proved to be able to, you know, dominate and run, which I truly believe that they are actually going to be a champion one day um, in the division. So I'm going to stick with it. I believe that's going to be Miss Willa Nightingale. Came in, hit hit the floor, flying colors. And, I mean, what's next for her? I don't know. But, hey, um, just the way she shows, she's got, you know – won the Owen Hart. She's a breakout. She's put on great matches. Um, Nothing against her cat, but honestly, I believe she should have dethroned Athena, something. You know, I feel like you know, something just she proved that she can run, you know, run the division. And, you know, mm-hmm. I like, you know, right now I'm kind of in a torn um, tag team right now, helping with stats and, um, you know, going up against Mercedes Dominante. Um, then you got Stokely to saying, oh, Willow Nightingale's always making fun of you and tur- uh, saying you're holding her back and she don't really like you. She's only helping you to, you know, whatever, just different things. Um, but I believe it's Willow Nightingale. She's, she came in, she hit that floor, she went flying colors, won the Owen Hart tournament and shows mm-hmm. where she belongs. And she's made a mark in the women's division. So, okay. um. I believe that, you know, she's broken out, broke out, and just basically proved that she deserves to be in the women's division. We'd like to see her in the WWE division, but she's in the lackluster AEW division. I guess I'll have to deal with that for right now. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. All right, Jolie? So, for my breakout uh, star of the year, it would be Lyra Valkyrie. 
Okay. Um, I think that she's done uh, an amazing job. It was actually a toss up between her and Tiffany, but I feel Tiffany's been there a little bit longer than her. So I just feel that the way that she came in, her match with Becky really stepped up her game and her keeping on with Becky's spirit to challenge, have like the open challenges to keep challenging people to keep going forward. You know, with mm-hmm. the women's NXT title, one hundred percent, she's been killing it. And um, I mean, Willa is a good choice too. I mean, we did talk to her former tag team partner a couple or last year, um, on the independent scene, who had nothing but I can't remember her name, and I'm sorry. Um, had nothing but praise for Willow, and you know, good on her. And I do agree that she should have dethroned Athena because Athena shouldn't be holding that title. It should be somebody newer, and Athena should be going against you know women on AEW side not kept right. in the shadows that she has yeah. been um yeah but no other than that I, I just I think that uh, Lyra has been killing it and I kind of can't wait to see what she does next mm-hmm. I mean a couple of people that um come to my mind and everything it's like even though she's not really a new a newcomer newcomer but it's like earlier in the year Trinity made her debut on Impact, and she's been like taking off ever since over there, and just want just one knockout of the year. So praise to her. And um, Lyra's also a good choice because it's like she's definitely stepped up her game. Tiffany stepped up her game thanks to Becky. And then also, even though she's been in AEW for a bit, it's like, and I, I, this this is gonna be a little sour tea, Kayla. I apologize, but it's like. It's with the way that Julia Hart has kind of like transformed herself even more this year. She's kind of broke free from uh, House of Black and everything and just kind of made a name for herself. And so it's just like just her her trajectory over the past year and everything. It's just been something remarkable to see and everything and how she's really, really transformed herself. So it's like those are all like names that keep popping out in my head and everything oh all right i agree with, you on Ju- I agree with all of them especially julia hart like i said you know honestly i felt like there for a while she was in the shadows of house of black and now the fact that you know she's branched off and proven that she really don't need the house of black makes her even more stronger than what she is but now she's got the likes of sky blue in her corner so we see where that goes and of course, Sky Blue, her her little transformation herself since she got in and just like got went a little to the dark side herself and everything. <laughs> now, now the roses tweet. Listen to Evanescence once. <laughs> oh man! All right, Jolie, return of the year. Um, I'm gonna have to go with my boy Randy Orton. I think okay. the way that he, you know, we didn't know if he was ever gonna come back. With with the way that they said that his injury was and the way that they said that, you know, he still needed more time, you, you never knew if he was going to come back and wrestle. So his him coming back to wrestle is, that like, especially with the severity of the injury that they said he had, right. Randy Orton is my return of the year. All right. Kayla? I do agree with Jolie as a second one. Um as my second return of the year, like you said, we didn't know he was going to return. We didn't know. Um, but you're probably more than likely trying to probably know which one I'm going to say. And that was May 28th, double or nothing, the return of the Miss More Than Woman of herself, Chris Statlander, 
coming back after basically supposed to be in the AEW Women's World title, blow out one knee, turn around, come back, build herself back up, blew out the other knee, only to be out again, and comes back and rebirth the streak of Jay Cargill at 60-0, and won her first championship match in AEW, and so yeah, return of the year is definitely going to Chris Dallander and over at AEW for sure. And when I do them for Outrage, I'm not changing it then either. Still going to be stat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm going to have to... Yeah, I agree with both of you on those because it's like, it's two different... It's two different uh, impacts and everything. And I honestly, I can't think of anybody else. And I'm not mentioning you-know-who because he, his return kind of monopolized but it's just like those two returns is just kind of like impacts on their own and everything because it's like Randy Orton's it's like coming back from like a severe injury because I've had back issues they're not fun and then of course it's like stat she came back beat Jay Cargill and just like made a true impact on the women's division that same night and everything so it's just like yeah it's like unbelievable it's like unbelievable and everything all right so let's go tag team of the year. They haven't been a tag team for a few months and everything, but I'm actually going to go with Kale and Sammy because they were a tag team for like a few months and like about four or five months and everything. But it's like when they got back together, it was such a great moment. They won at WrestleMania, ended the Usos long ass streak. And then held the tag, held the tag titles for, uh, for a bit and everything, and it was just, it was like one of those feel good storylines uh, during the year tag team division wise. Um, and it's just like, yeah, that 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 took the cake for me. Kayla, um, I kind of went up and down with this one a little bit. Like a lot of people expect me to say. Obviously, Judgment Day with Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Um, but I'm happy that Finn's tag champion. I'm happy that he's champion again. But I went a little further with it. Um, you probably can probably guess who I'm about to say, but let me go into detail. Um, they won tag titles throughout the whole tag team division on the indies. Um, proved that they could run it win multiple titles. Um, and then one certain person reunited with his former tag partner in Impact. That'd be another return of the year. Yeah. Um, and then turn around and won the tag titles in Impact. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't hold on very long, but hey, um, certain somebody made a promise when he did a cameo that they were going to win, and they did. Um, but tag team of the year because of what they've ran through the division and what they become and excited to see what's next in TNA for this new switch over for them um, goes to two force of your rascals Trey McGill and Zachary Lynch alright Jolie um, I went back and forth through all this just because you know I could have went with KO or Sammy or the Usos before they imploded Um, but I kind of I could have done I I was leaning more towards Damien and Finn but 
my tag team of the year is the newest women's tag team champions. Katana and oh, fuck God Caden, right? Yeah. Caden. Can I say how excited I stayed up Monday night? This aggravated me. I literally stayed up almost Monday night raw, tried my best, and I was hearing every freaking thing happening on Monday night raw, except for that match. I missed that oh. match. I fell asleep and I woke up to Jay Uso. Who did he go up against Monday night? Drew? Seth. Oh, Seth. Was it anyway, Seth? Yeah. I woke up to Jay Uso flying off the top rope and I heard Michael Cole say, up next in our main event, it's um Ken. Oh. The Creed Brothers dethroned the tag champions because we just crowned new woman's champion earlier. And I was just like, you got to be kidding me. The one match, and I went on Twitter, and that's when I saw Anne New. And I was like, I heard everything. Oh, it was, oh yeah, it was Louis Kaiser he went against. Yeah, but yeah. But anyway, anyway, I'm just saying, it was just, I heard everything going on on Monday Night Raw to the point, I'm except for that match. I was so aggravated. I was like, seriously. The one match that I really wanted to see. I did not wake up to. Didn't even hear their music. Didn't even hear nothing for that match. But heard everything else. Man. And I didn't and I didn't want to post any and I didn't want to say anything on our group chat too and everything because it's like I know you said you work like earlier hours and I figured you may have been asleep and everything like that. So it's like so it's like that's why I didn't post anything, but it's like I was just fucking excited. But no, the reason why I picked them is because they've been a they've been one of the longest a uh, longest tag team together for the women's division. Mm-hmm. I mean, now you can see Kabuki Warriors now that they're technically back, but they're only back just now, so I couldn't really say them. Right. But I'm sorry, it's Casey and Caden. Go fuck yourself. I cannot call her Katana. <laughs> Casey and Caden, you know, have probably one of the best friendships, best relationships, you know. In uh, the ring, and I—that's why I picked them. Okay, that'd be my second, definitely. Because, like I said, they went from the bottom, from NXT, winning the NXT tag titles, became the longest one in history, to losing Alba Fire, to only ransack come to the main um, main roster, to basically. Hmm, I might when I do my things, I might change it on the outrage control. Hmm, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I think I might change it up a little bit. Um. But then they only come on top to win the women's tag championships, which cannot be even more happy for them. Because they are definitely life of the party and love to party all the time. Oh, yeah. Definitely. 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 For sure. All right. Jolie, that yes. moment of the year that made you say, what the fuck? Punk's return. legitimately Batman returning because I never thought I'd fucking see it. Never in a million years. And now hearing that he signed an NDA that only his wife can actually talk about it after a certain time or or the lawyer's wife or some weird fucking thing that they're like whoever the lawyer is, his wife is the only one that could talk about what happened backstage. Somebody's wife 
is the only one they can talk about what happened. I, I don't know if it's a real story or not, but I just found that. It says, somebody said the dark side of the ring is going to be real fucking interesting when this chick named Lisa shows up and spills everything that happened that night. Um, ah! But it's just like him returning and just even though, yeah, it did overshadow Randy, but still that return and the fact that he signed a multi-year contract color me intrigued, but still, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my god, for real. Uh, Kayla? I'm actually with Jolie on this one. It's like, it was just that moment, you know, part of me is like, could we be right? Could we be wrong? You know, and then the fact, you know, he gets released from AEW again, and, you know, things just start sparking. And all of a sudden, I'm thinking, okay, Chicago and Illinois Survivor Series. And I still sit here and think about that moment when, you know, War Games ended. Mom goes, ah, now CM Punk, he didn't show up. And all of a sudden, you hear, Ch -ch -ch, and his music starts. Mom goes, well, fuck. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. I was like, oh. But, hey, like I said, if this only means we're getting AJ in the Rumble, I'm all for it. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> more for it. But for only for if she's healthy enough. Yeah, right. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Man. Uh yeah. I I I I I think we're gonna be three for three on this one because it's like with everything that happened, how he left WWE, all the shit he said in AEW, and it's just have we seen a new side of punk? And it's just like, yeah, it's like from his return to his promos, everything he's been saying, it's just like, it's like, damn, it's just like, what the hell's going on? It's like, what the fuck is going on in 2023? It's like, we got punked back and it's just, damn. And to also to take it a step further about like how he went to NXT on Tuesday and everything, or just, um, and he was just backstage talking with people, just kind of like mentoring and just bringing up like, and just helping them out over there. It's like, damn, what the hell's going on this year? It's like, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And the fact that, you know, you hear people saying like, you know, he's actually been apologizing to people backstage. You know, I think that somebody said that Triple H apologized to him for all the shit that Vince put him through. I don't know how true that is, but just yeah. like, you know, yeah, Vince, one thing that somebody said, like, you know, you can't call that place home. That place almost killed you. No. Vince. Vincent Kennedy McDouchebag McMahon mm -hmm. is the reason why. Punk got sick and Punk almost died. It's Vince's fault. Not the not the wrestlers, not the fans. So I think now that they're they're just trying to mend fences and you know I'm, like again it's the what the fuck moment and it's gonna be the what the fuck moment until something else says makes me go what the fuck because Right now, the only other thing that can make me go what the fuck is if I hear the words MJF has signed with a WWE. Because apparently <laughs> he's come out and said 
he has not signed a new contract, even though it's been reported that he did. Mm-hmm. And Cody is apparently in the works of signing a new contract already with WWE. Yeah. Charlotte just signed the largest in uh, WWE uh, for women. Bailey just resigned. Yeah, Becky is most likely going to resign. Yeah, Seth is most likely going to resign. The only one that I think that might not resign, it just all depends on on what his what he wants to do is Drew. But I see him mm-hmm. resigning. I do. Yeah. So, like you know, like I said, like the only thing that would make me go, "What the fuck?" next year. Besides, if somehow Roman fucking retains, is MJF joining WWE? Mm-hmm. That would be the what the fuck moment. It doesn't matter what else happens after that because if if Tony loses MJF, he's losing the plot over there, in my opinion, just because of the way that things are happening over there right now. But right. also another what the fuck moment that just literally happened yesterday that I'm thinking about it. The uh, NXT working with AGWP. Yes! Oh my god, I forgot to mention that. Shit. I saw that video. So, that, again, that literally just happened. And so that's like another, ooh. That's not like a what the fuck, that's more like, ooh. Is that a forbidden door? Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, But if you want to say a a non- a a non- WWE or wrestling? What the fuck? Can we what the fuck the the LA Dodgers? Nearly a billion dollar for two fucking players? Two players. I bet you they don't even make it to the World Series because they don't even make it to the World Series. They're they're already saying that they're going to lose to the Brewers or the Phillies in the NLDS. I've been fucking loving it. Like, of all the teams... And the way that they're doing it, and I and I do agree now that there needs to be a salary cap for baseball. It makes it very, like you know, unhinged with what they're doing. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Uh, and of course, like another another like what the fuck uh, would be would be uh, Roman retaining over Cody at WrestleMania. We all thought that was going to be the moment, but. No, yeah, Kayla, Kayla had her gun. Oh, yeah. Her bubble yeah, gun. She had the, she had the... <laughs> we'll, find, we'll find out. We'll find out. We do predictions for WrestleMania 40 if I had the same thing. God. All right, let me move on before I start cringing about the possibility about that. <laughs> All right, so we're going from what the fuck moments to the best moment of the year. And I can't think of a better moment than Bad Bunny's interest at Backlash. Because it was like the best one of the year. Screw Logan Paul with the high flying bullshit. But it was the best entrance of the year. It was hard. It was pow. And it's like you had the whole crowd uh, singing along to Chambea. And it was just fantastic. And it'd be like, it's like we were all like talking about like, oh, internet. Like, yeah, they need to go back to Puerto Rico more and everything because that was just straight fire. Whew. Man. Jolie? Um, I have two. Okay. Um, was Lena Vega getting her flowers in Puerto Rico even though she didn't win? Okay. 
and the Becky Charlotte hug at Survivor Series. Oh, as somebody who's been, uh, those are my two favorite horsewomen. Well, they're all my favorite. Like I love them all, but Becky and Charlotte have always been my top two. Yeah. Um, just seeing them reconcile. It, you know, it was just probably the coolest fucking thing, especially for people that are Charlotte fans that have been wanting them to get back together and to, you know, get the tag titles eventually once Charlotte comes back. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Kayla? I actually got three. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. One-upping us, huh? Well, I thought <laughs> I was sitting there thinking about it as I was going. Well, one was the hug from Charlotte and Becky. The moment, because we know what's been happening and the fact that they did that little moment in the ring was like a little special um, obviously I do agree with the whole flowers for Zelina Vega and Backlash, her moment. Puerto Rico was an amazing moment for her, and that's never going to, um, you know, never change. Even though she didn't win the title, which we just think she did, um, but the crowd was behind her 100%, and I did later hear that Rhea Ripley did hunk her backstage, so that was totally still a special moment for her, so it's not like, I mean, whatever. The other mm-hmm. one best moment, this could also be another WTF moment because of how it happened. But honestly, it was a funny moment. Logan Paul on one side, Ricochet on the other side at the Royal Rumble, <laughs> and how they literally collided each other in midair is epic. I don't... Or, I got another one for you. Okay. Um, Austin Theory getting knocked the fuck out by Tyson Fury was another good one. So, um... Was that last year? I think it was last year. Oh yeah, that was that was a clash. Okay, so yeah, that's another best moment. Uh, Austin Theory getting knocked the fuck out by Tyson Fury. So basically, four moments. I mean, it's just, just well, I guess clash was just, last year. Whatever, still a good moment. Whatever, <laughs> get over it. Like, but I'm just saying, you still have these different moments that it's always going to stick out to you. So. Right. Oh my god. All right. So, Jalet. Yes. Jester. Male wrestler of the year. I thought long and hard about this. And, you know, I went back and forth between a couple. But the one that I came up with was Gunther. He has constantly been putting on bangers of matches. And has been absolutely 100% amazing. in what he's been doing, he just became the longest... Or he just passed Honky Tonk um, uh, with this, his title reign. And he's just been absolutely fantastic. So Gunther is my male wrestler of the year. All right. Kayla? You can be torn between this one. Because like I said, there's several out there that you feel like that should be on top. Um, so... I will say Gunter will be my second because he is making history-making moments. Um, Continue to break those reins, which I'm truly happy for him. And as a matter of fact, we know he's one day is going to be on top of the mountain as a world champion again, like he was in NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, but Joey might know where I'm going with this one, but um, I'm just going to say one certain person of how they went from last year all the way up to this year running with it, proving that they can beat some of the best in the world, Um, becoming your first ever two-time international champion, 
Some people might say he might have the stupidest gimmick in the whole wrestling community today. Um, but he makes, <laughs> but he makes, <laughs> but he makes wrestling fun. And still, that moment that I had the opportunity to meet him this past this year, you know, real awesome guy moment to tell him, you know, hey, thank you for making wrestling fun. You know, how many wrestlers actually wrestle with their hands in their pocket? And he says it was only one that I know of, and that's obviously him. So, yeah, male wrestler of the year, I believe it should be Orange Cassidy. Like I said, <laughs> what he's what he's going through, what he's done, what he's proven, you know, just like I said, I don't like you don't have to like him, but in my opinion, he's one of my faves over there, and he makes wrestling fun, and that's all that matters. All right. Okay, so I was going back and forth, but the name that keeps sticking out to me the most is Mr. Seth Rollins because um, he's ever since, I mean, before uh, he won the World Heavyweight Championship, um, I mean, he's pretty much been like a standout on Raw, but also after he won it, he's been like the workhorse champion when Roman's been like absentee and everything. Granted, I know new contract health wise and health health conscious and stuff like that and everything. I, I mean, I understand the thing with Roman, but it's just like he's been like a workhorse world champion day, night in, night out, and just kind of representing it and keeping everything up high for like both brands and everything. So it's just like the man has been on an absolute tear. How how he hasn't lost the championship I know is beyond me because if he's dealing with back issues, God bless that man. But um, yeah, it's I can't take it. Gunther is also a great choice and everything, but it's just like I can't take it from Seth. It's like Seth's it for me. <sighs> All right, let's see. Uh, uh, Kayla. I was trying to, I was like trying to think, who the fuck? <laughs> I was back and forth. All right, uh, Kayla, female. This one will be tricky depending how you wanted to base off their year. Um, okay. So I'm going to actually go and do three, do three, two, one of how I think, because like I said, this was sure to kind of tricky. Um, number three, I would be Bailey. The way she's got more power running, damage control, always doing storylines, the moments she's always trying to throw EO underneath the bus with matches and stuff. Um, she just ma- she just made the SmackDown damage control fun. So I give her credit for that, for just building up damage control what it is. I hate to tell you, Bailey, eventually they're going to turn on you. I'm sorry, sweetie. It's going to happen. Um, number two, she don't defend a title the way she should because she can't obviously have, um, without having Dom Dom or any part of Judgment Day with her. But I love how she has carried the women's division, how she's becoming you know, the great champion that she is always going to be a history-making moment for her in this position, and that is Miss Brutality, Rhea Ripley. Number one spot will go to the man, Becky Lynch. Um, No matter, she don't even have to have a title to, you know, basically prove that she's part of the women's division to put people over to dominate. The one horsewoman had not had the tag uh, NXT uh, Women's Championship, ended up winning it, still brought it to the main roster, defended it, went to NXT, defending it, you know, and she just basically, no matter what she does, she runs she runs the Women's Division Champion or No Champion. And honestly, 
and that's what makes it best. You know, um, Becky Lynch has always been a um, war curse when it comes to any matches. You know, we obviously seen that when Bianca said, hey, call her, we need her in war games. What'd she do? She showed up at war games. So um, she's always there. She's dominant. And, you know, she's always been that up until, you know, even when she had to go out when she was a baby, when she relinquished the title, she came back, she came in, flying collars, running head, head force to everything, you know, and made history in so many moments. And so she's always putting people over. She's always, you know, making sure everyone's taken care of plus herself. So, um, and I'm counting down the days that she actually gets to win money in the bank herself one day and also get the tag titles again with Miss Charlotte Flair when Charlotte is healthy and ready to come back. I can't even rank Rhea uh, at all because of her lackadaisy wins. Um, the squash matches, she doesn't even deserve to be in the conversation for female wrestler of the year. Um, but my my answer is 100% Becky Lynch because of her matches that she's been putting on. She has been mm -hmm. putting on amazing matches, um, winning the tag titles with Lita, her feud with Trish. Um, everything that she has been doing has been elevating and pushing the women forward and you hear nothing but the women heel face saying Becky is back back there pushing for us pushing for the women she's helping us she's doing everything that she can so it's just Becky has been 100% the workhorse at least on the raw side and you can you can argue to say Bailey has been the workhorse on the SmackDown side. But when it comes to matches, Becky has been putting on banger after banger after banger after banger, as Seamus would like to say. Mm -hmm. So Becky Lynch is my, my female wrestler of the year. Okay. So Becky, excellent choice, especially like she's been putting people over a lot of one time mat first time matches that we've gotten out of her. Over the second pa second half of the year, because it's like Xylee, Tegan Knotts, and there's and just et cetera, et cetera, and everything. Um, another name pops out to me. Uh, I'm also gonna uh, say Athena because basically ROH is ROH is nothing without her. How she's like held onto the title, carried the women's division, main evented multiple times. Um, on their events throughout the year and she's been like a workhorse for them so it's like definitely a thing that's at, at the top of my list for me on that <sighs> all right there's been a shitload of them we've said this is this is the best this is the best oh lord have mercy now's the time jolie your match of the year so again it took me i Went back and forth through a lot of different matches. Used some honorable mentions. Cody versus Roman at WrestleMania. Uh, Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest at um, WrestleMania Backlash. But I went with Payback. Trish versus Becky. Okay. The cage match. Trish's first cage match was absolutely fantastic and sorry what you doing up here mama hello what you doing come here come here what you doing what you doing sorry i have a doggy um 
<laughs> this is our old head, Maggie. Y'all can't see her, but she's a, a short-legged, white and brown uh, Jack Russell. She thought I was eating pretzels without her. I wasn't. I'm doing the podcast. Oh, and here oh. comes Bailey. Here comes little Bailey. Bailey. Come here, Mama. Bailey. Come oh. here. Come here. <laughs> Bailey, come here. We've, we've gone we've gone from the serious and rough gesture to the soft uh pet owner jolly <laughs> when it comes to dogs yes um but <laughs> we we've said you know becky and trish put on a clinic especially for trish's first cage match and just and even leading up to it with her match against zoe after bray died Mm. it just that match was absolutely my favorite match to watch this year and i it's one of the matches that i can go back and watch over and over and over again so my match of the year sorry you kenny omega ftr aew dumb fucks match of the year is becky versus trish because they say oh my god this match has been no it's not it's my opinion Opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. <laughs> All right. Kayla? This is another one that I've gone back and forth trying to honestly figure out. Ivan, when she was talking and having her puppy dog moment over there, going through um just matches of the year, just trying to figure out what to choose. Um, You know, we've had so many great ones. We've had so many um different ones. Um, I will say only because I won't say what the, I'll say this one as a honorary. Um, even though it was short and sweet, unique match. Um, before I hit the number one that I think was a great one. Um, I'm gonna say Bray Wyatt versus L.A. Knight in the pitch black match. Um, that was very unique, but also that was the moment last time we saw him ever wrestle in the ring. So, um, yeah. kind of touches our hearts on that one. Um, yeah. But honestly, one match that stuck out to me. Unfortunately, he failed to he failed to capture the title in Montreal. Um. However, I believe that Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn Elimination Chamber is honestly one of the best. Although he, like I said, he failed to do it. Crowd is behind him one hundred percent. So many moments we thought it was going to happen. We knew it wasn't going to happen. But I yeah. felt like that was a match run of his money. And I knew a few times that Roman knew that if he didn't kick out at the last moment he did, he would have lost his titles then. Um, like I said, there's been so many matches to actually really choose for. So I'm just going to say this one sticks out to me. Um, when I go on Outrage later, I'll probably have some from AEW or something just different. Like I said, it's just it's hard to choose because you've had so many great moments. Yeah. Um, you know, involvement, um, you know, obviously all the storylines you, you had, you know, with, you know, different people, you know, like we got stuff still happening now. Um, you know, we can throw maybe throw Judgment Day and, you know, different things in there for it. But like I said, Roman and Sammy Elimination Chamber was definitely the one that, you know, probably is one of my favorites and should definitely mm-hmm. be a match of the year. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's like that one, that one kind of stuck out to me. Uh, 
the triple threat at WrestleMania with like Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew. That one stuck out to me. Uh, women's world, uh, women's uh, war game match, definitely for sure. Uh, Jay Roman SummerSlam. They went a little, they went a little crazy and everything, and so it was just like way too many. And this one just happened Friday night, and I never thought I would say this and everything. If you have the chance, you go on YouTube and Google the match. The match on Friday night between Dragon Lee and Butch, that was unbelievable and totally unexpected. As soon as the match was over, I looked at Steve and like, well, what the hell was that? (laughs) Because it was just like, those two together, that was just a magical moment between them. They showed the hell out. So it's like I gotta. Th- so it's like I gotta throw that in there. It's kind of like a unexpected last minute uh, surprise and everything. But uh, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to pick one. But it's just like yeah, some of those it, those some of those matches that I just uh, ran off and everything. Um, I mean, those stick out to me the most. And at, speak, speaking of SmackDown, I know that she's not really I know she's not going to win the title and everything but I just hope that Mia Meechin shows has a great showing against EO on uh New Year's Revolution on Smackdown. I just hope she gets to show the fuck out and just show what the hell she's capable of and everything. Just the, and the fact you that owe she's her, getting Mia. Huh? The ladder match. She owes her. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Oh she- yeah, Mia she owes her one big time, big time and everything. So it's just like great way to start 2024. I'm glad she got the pin in the, in the, in the holiday havoc match and everything. So it's just like, I just hope Meechan just gets a chance to show the fuck out against the EO. I cannot wait to see it. Even though I'm probably, even though I know what's going to happen. Damage control. That's all I'm yeah, going to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, oh, and it's like, Zelina's going to come out. Zelina definitely has Meechin's back. Um and she owes she owes Asuka. There's a chanclo with her name on it. And if I want to say a, a somebody that is actually really uh honorable mention for breakout, it's gotta be Zelina Vega. Yeah. She she has shown the fuck out this year, being the first woman in the LWO. Staying a face while um, they reform Legato and, you know, kind of hinting at possibly Andrade coming back because she said this was the blueprint. And I'll tell you this right now. You know what? I'm going to change my what the fuck moment. If Andrade comes back and becomes the leader of the LWL, that will be fucking phenomenal because (laughs) I, I, I honestly like, you know, before he left, like you know, when they were, when Legato was still like, that was like a dream match was um, Santos versus Andrade, mm-hmm. and holy crap, it is now thirteen to ten Panthers. They're losing by three points. <laughs> oh, they're playing Green Bay, yeah. Hey, at least it look. At least it's sunny for them this week. Last week was a fucking monsoon. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh man! Wow, what a year it's been! What an absolute year it's been in twenty twenty four. You never know what to expect. Twenty twenty three. It's still twenty three, sweetheart. We 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 have we we've got 
Seven days. Till New Year's Eve. I know that. But I'm saying that as because this is our last show of the year. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like 2023 has been crazy, unexpected, wonderful moments and everything. And just with the hints of what we're possibly getting next year, and especially since um, Triple H is going to be taking over like Hall of Fame inductions and everything. So you never know what to expect. <sighs> All right. Kayla, final thoughts of the year. Um, Other than coming up next year, well, obviously in February will be four years with these girls. Um, Then also come January next year when we start only gonna get more excited to see what's being announced because I'll be at Royal Rumble, so I'm be excited for that. So, but with that being true, hope everyone has a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Please be safe, keep your family and friends close, and um, hope you all enjoy your year. And we'll see you next year. All right, Jolly. Uh, wishing everybody a uh, Happy Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you uh, celebrate this time of year. I get to be with my second favorite family tomorrow uh, on Christmas Day with my Eagles family. Uh, sorry, ladies, you're fourth. Um, because my parent, my family, Eagles, Stumpies, y'all. Sorry, but okay. um, I'm uh, looking forward to uh, what the new year brings. Getting to work WrestleMania, even though just ushering up in the 200 level, um, you know, getting to do that, knowing that I paid, we, I paid a ridiculous amount of money to go to MetLife. And let me tell you, if any stadium needs to be imploded field wise, it's MetLife. Uh, fucking hate that field. The stadium I say is nice. It's just, no, it's a horrible field. Um, but, you know, just, oh shit, that had to hurt. That really had to hurt. That was fucking dirty. Sorry, watching Red Zone. It looked like they pushed okay. the guy right into the, uh, the padding along the side. Because they pushed him. Wow. And, okay, they, okay, they didn't keep pushing. Okay. But still, that did not look good. They better just take his ass right into the locker room. He went head first into that, in the padding. Um. Damn. But no, just wishing everybody a happy and healthy Christmas, even though this is coming out after Christmas. Everybody a happy and healthy New Year's. Um, one thing I will say, <clears throat> if you're going to drink, get an Uber. Mm-hmm. Or stay somewhere that you can drink responsibly and not have to drive. That's all. Just be responsible. Oh, no, just definitely happy holidays to everyone. Um, It's been another Uh, great year. Happy holidays to everybody. Except jobber knockers, because you guys can go fuck yourselves. And the gentleman that insulted the Carter family. Y'all can go fuck yourselves. Everybody else. Even you, Tony Khan. You can have a, a merry, happy holidays. Go to rehab. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Uh, 
happy holidays, everyone. Uh, enjoy your time with family and friends. You never know um, what may happen. So just keep them close. Keep them tight. Enjoy all the little moments that you can. Um, stay safe uh, with the holiday sale- celebrations, um, no matter what you're celebrating. Yeah, don't drink and drive. Get an Uber, Lyft. Uh, stay, at, stay at someone's house if you have to. Um, and we just can't wait to see what 2024 brings. And on that note, that's all we have for this episode of the Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us and tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>